Mind Over Muddle, Overcoming Alienation, Conflict, and Confusion. Hi there, I'm Michael C. Patterson. I'm the founder and CEO of MindRamp Coaching and Consulting. And since 2009, when we first started, MindRamp's goal has been to promote what we call qualongevity, quality of life within an extended longevity. In other words, we want to live long, but we also want to live well. Now, in previous podcasts, we have focused on what we need to do to keep our brains as healthy as possible as we age. That is, as they say, a required but not a sufficient step. Mind is what the brain does. So what are we going to do with our healthy brains? Building on the foundation of a healthy brain, in this new podcast series, we will learn how to live well by learning how to manage our minds. This, of course, begs the question, what does live well mean? And the the answer is going to be different for all of us, of course. But in broad strokes, living well is going to mean something like being happy and relatively free from suffering. So what prevents us from being happy? Why do we suffer? And what can we do to minimize that suffering? This podcast series is based on the assumption that much of our suffering is self-inflicted and results from conflicts that are invented by our own minds. Quite literally, we are confused and conflicted because our mind argues with itself. This idea of a mind in conflict with itself is much more understandable in light of emerging insights about what is called hemispheric differentiation. The human brain has two relatively independent hemispheres that, it turns out, have incredibly different ways of interpreting what is going on. In broad strokes, the right hemisphere has a more direct connection with what we experience. In this sense, its job is to explore the real world and to learn how to live in harmony with it. The left hemisphere's job, on the other hand, is to create an artificial model of the real world that can represent, that is, represent, important aspects of life in order to figure out how to exploit them, how to make use of them. Now, this system works great when the right hemisphere sends important data about the real world to the left hemisphere, which makes its scale model and comes up with its ideas on how to make use of it, and then... And here's the crux of the matter. Then it sends those ideas back to the right hemisphere because it is ultimately the job of the right hemisphere to see the big picture and to decide how best to harmonize with the outside world. It brings the perspectives of both hemispheres together. The system gets screwed up when the left hemisphere comes to believe that its scale model of reality, its virtual reality world, is in fact real life. One characteristic of the left hemisphere is that it has great confidence in itself and in what it creates, so much so that it comes to believe that its virtual reality world has greater value and greater reality than the real world as experienced by the right hemisphere. And the left hemisphere begins to suppress the right hemisphere and ultimately takes over the mind. This Hemispheric hypothesis that is the foundation for my ideas in this podcast was proposed by the scholar Ian McGilchrist. The unhealthy relationship between the two hemispheres is explained by an analogy that is also the title of McGilchrist's book, The Master and His Emissary, in 2009. If you're interested, 
I really recommend it. It's a terrific book. And I also invite you to listen to the podcast in this series entitled The Empress and Her Deputy. It's my attempt at retelling McGilchrist's story, The Master and His Emissary, which itself, by the way, is a retelling of a story told by Friedrich Nietzsche. Well, in these stories, the master, or in my case, the empress, is the right hemisphere. It's in charge. And the emissary, or the deputy, is the left hemisphere. Now, a spoiler alert on the story, the bottom line is that the emissary... The left hemisphere takes over, uh, usurps power from the master, and ends up ruining everything. So when the left hemisphere takes over, that's when we get muddled. So we've defined a problem. We suffer. And we've proposed a diagnosis. Our suffering is self-inflicted and arises because our two very different hemispheres fail to cooperate with each other. And in fact, the left hemisphere, which is the, the crazier of the two, takes over. So does this diagnosis help us come up with a, I guess what you'd call a treatment plan for what ails us? Can we use these insights about hemispheric differentiation to reduce our suffering and increase our happiness? I believe it can. And that is what we will explore in this series of podcasts. The basic treatment plan, if we're going to call it that, is to restore cooperative balance between the hemispheres. When working well, as we said, the right hemisphere takes in new information, sends it to the left hemisphere for analysis. Then the left hemisphere completes the cycle by sending its analysis back to the right hemisphere, which then decides how to make use of it or to make use of it at all. So the basic treatment plan is to restore a healthy right hemisphere to left hemisphere back to right hemisphere flow. Since the left hemisphere often dominates, the therapy involves figuring out when our mind has been kidnapped by the left hemisphere and then freeing ourselves from its influence. On the other side of the coin, since the right hemisphere is often suppressed, part of our treatment plan will involve finding as many ways as possible to engage with the right hemisphere and to engage with the real world in a right hemisphere fashion. Each episode will focus on one of these solutions, diminishing negative left hemisphere influence, amplifying positive right hemisphere influence, or three, restoring a balanced cycle that is guided by the right hemisphere. As I think you'll discover as we go through the series, it turns out that there are a lot of philosophical, spiritual, and psychological strategies that have been proposed across a historical time that have, in fact, been striving specifically for this kind of hemispheric balance. I mean, they never talk about it that way. They didn't have the science or the language to frame their, their agendas or their philosophies in these terms of hemispheric differentiation. But that's really what they're doing, or so I believe. In fact, some rather esoteric ideas suddenly make a great deal more sense when you frame them in terms of hemispheric differences. So, that's the agenda. We've sort of we've got the uh, the problem. We suffer. We've got a diagnosis. It's because our hemispheres are <laughs> arguing with each other instead of cooperating. And what we will do in the rest of the series is come up with a whole bunch of different strategies for correcting this balance by suppressing left hemisphere dominance, 
amplifying and nurturing the right hemisphere way of relating to the world and making sure that they have this this balanced flow of information that ends up with the right hemisphere, the the master uh, being in charge and guiding us and keeping us from being muddled. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me in this exploration of the human mind. You know, you can learn more about MindRamp and get access to all of our podcasts at our website at www.mindramp.org. So, take care of that wonderful mind of yours. Keep it healthy. Manage your mature mind so that you can do a great job of taking care of yourself, your loved ones, your neighbors, your community. And protect this amazing planet that makes the wonder of life possible. Live long and live well.